Hello, everyone. Welcome to the SB3V Fantasy Football Podcast. This is week 14, and as you might not know, it is round one of the fantasy football playoffs. So today, we're going to just quickly run through um, this past Thursday's game between the Rams and the Patriots and try and get you the best advice possible for all those games on Sunday and Monday. There has been no COVID positive tests, so I'm not expecting to see any games push back or anything. But again, knock on wood as I speak about that. Um, just overall... Some news and notes to go over before we get to the games about the injury report and what's going to go on. So I'll get to that right now before we get the Rams-Patriots. Daniel Jones is questionable to play. Christian McCaffrey is doubtful. Um, as you're a Christian McCaffrey owner, you're probably punching the air right now. That just sucks. Awful. Julio is out this Sunday, and he's probably going to be shut down for the rest of the season. So don't expect to see him there. DeAndre Hopkins practiced fully yesterday. So did A.J. Brown. So they're both on track to play. All that. Some defensive players have been out, but I don't think that matters DST-wise. So I'm just naming some players that I've seen an injury report all week, and they're good to play. So that's pretty much the big name. So first game on Thursday was 24 Rams, Patriots 3. Overall, kind of boring game to watch. But I told you, I answered Trevor Dunn's question last week. Who should I start and pick up in the waivers? And he, I, I told people Cam Akers, and I think it paid off. I think he finished with 23.1 fantasy points, I believe. Yep, I think. Or 21. He had 171 yard rushing, two catches, and 23 yards. Overall, really good game. I think he officially has taken over the helm of the backfield in Los Angeles. And for the Patriots, I don't think you're starting anybody in that fantasy. I think they're just all... Awful. That offense has nothing special to it. I guess Brady maybe was the successor. No, they have no weapons. Okay, he has no weapons, like Joe says. So, first game of tomorrow is the Titans and Jags. Like I spoke, A.J. Brown's on track to play. And we saw Baker Mayfield torch that secondary last week. I'm not saying you start Mike Glennon, but if you really need a quarterback, it's him. So, Anthony, we were talking about yesterday in your fan duel line about DJ Chark. Would you start him this week? Yes, I would definitely start DJ Chark this week. Um, they're playing the Tennessee Titans, who we saw get absolutely obliterated by the Browns. Um, their defense, we saw it, the Tennessee Titans' defense is not good at all. So um, I think DJ Chark could have a big day against them. I, th- I also think um, if Chenault plays, he could have a big day. So I actually like all the Jacksonville's uh, targets this week. I think you no know, James Robinson's a must start no matter what. And then for Tennessee, Ryan Tannehill has an awesome matchup this week again. We saw Kirk Cousins play really well last week. And uh, we saw Ryan Tannehill have some really good matchups this year. And he, I think he averages 32 points per game in those matchups against top, bottom t- 10 teams and against the passing yards. But what about Derrick Henry? This is, the, this is Derrick Henry mode activated. The fancy playoffs, all that. But if... They get a big lead early in Tennessee. What does that mean for Derrick Henry? So how confident are you starting him this week, Joe? Very confident. Um, we all saw what happened when the Titans played uh, Jacksonville. What year was it? 2018? 2018. When he punched A.J. Boy in the face. Um, Derrick Henry is going to be running hard this week. He's mad after last week. We already know. I think Derrick Henry's a must-start this week. All right, so for our next game, it's the Minnesota Vikings at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Overall, I think a pretty good game in general and just a fantasy game. That's a lot of players 
with great matchups. I know Jamal Dean is doubtful to play, so that's one of the corners down for Tampa Bay. So that might mean production up for Adam Thielen and Jeff, Justin Jefferson. Kyler Rudolph is unlikely to play too, so if you need a late f- streamer and a flyer in your fantasy playoffs, look for Irv Smith. He should get a lot of volume this week for him, so that should be good. For, but again, that's just... Worst case scenario, not a bad pickup. For Tampa Bay, this is the matchups we've all been talking about. We know the playoff schedule is really, really good for Brady and the rest of the receiving core. So for this week, Antonio Brown, Chris Godwin, and Mike Evans, who's going to have the best fantasy outing? Um, I believe Mike Evans got added to the injury report, right? I, he practiced yesterday. Okay, so he's probably going to play. Um, honestly, for this week, I'd probably say Evans, yeah. I think Evans is going to have a really big game. He's going to be on uh, Cameron Dantzler, the rookie, who's not been too good. But you really can fire up any of those guys. I really like Chris Godwin this week. I think all of them, I think we could see a game in where all of them get over 15 points, but Mike Evans is probably my favorite player out of that bunch. And we know Dalvin Cook has been on a streak lately, running through defense, all that. But Tampa Bay has been one of the better teams against the run, so... I'm not saying you should feel skeptical starting down with Cook, but is there a little bit of n- worriness with you, with him going in your lineup this week? I would actually be kind of concerned playing Dalvin Cook. I would obviously still start him, but Tampa Bay has proven that they're one of the best run defenses in the league, along with New Orleans. I that is, I will definitely start him, but I would not be surprised if he gets held under 20 points this week. Yeah, definitely some consideration. Obviously, you're starting him, but if you're looking for like a 30-point outing, I don't think it's going to come this week. So, Kansas City at Miami. On paper, this looks like a good overall game, but I have a funny feeling it's going to be a blowout on Kansas City's side of the ball. I know I was hype on Miami, but no. I'm not just sold yet, and this is the first task, so if they hang with Kansas City, I'll be sold on them. But fantasy, we know Tua, I think, is going to start. He was questionable all weekend. I think he's playing. So, I mean, the offense seemed to be clicking all fines. Miles Gaskin played really well last week. He had 15 fantasy points. I think he carried 95% of the snaps. So, that's all overall good for Miles Gaskin. So, Anthony, for who dread I start this week? Miles Gaskin or Clyde Edwards Hilaire? Because we know Clyde Edwards Hilaire tricked all fantasy owners last week and screwed over a lot of people like me. Thank you for that. But who dread I start this week, Gaskin or Hilaire? I'm going to I'm gonna go with uh, Gaskin. Um Salve Ahmed is out, and I think Breda is out again too, so they're very shorthanded. And if the Dolphins are losing a lot, or losing, um, they're going to be playing in a script where Gaston's probably going to see a lot of checkdowns from Breda. Also, in the last four games that he's like played in and not getting hurt in, he's seen at least 18 touches, which is definitely more than Claude Edwards-Hilaire. So I definitely prefer Miles Gaskin this week. I don't. I really don't think we have to touch on Kansas City side of the ball. I think you know who to start in there, and I, they're gonna probably get you over twenty fantasy points no matter what. Kelsey, Tyree Kill, and Patrick Mahomes. So Denver Broncos at Carolina Panthers. Carolina did activate Curtis Samuel from the COVID list. I believe DJ Moore is ruled out for tomorrow. So for for the uh, Panthers side, remember no Chris McCaffrey. So Curtis Samuel or Robbie Anderson tomorrow, Joe? Who are you starting? I'm going Curtis Samuel. Uh, I don't know. I just feel like. Curtis Samuel, the last, I don't know. I just feel like Robbie Anderson had a really strong start of the year, and now he's kind of um, taking a lesser role. Also, Curtis Samuel, his past two outings had at least 12 points. So I'm going to go Curtis Samuel this week. And for Denver, we know 
Melvin Gordon, Philip Lindsay. I know you're probably not going to start him in your lineups, but this really soft rush defense in Carolina is not really that great. So, but we also saw Tim Patrick's stock go up last week with those two touchdowns against Kansas City. So, are there any appealing options on Denver side the ball, Anthony, this week? Um, I would say Melvin Gordon probably. Um, Drew Lock is not very good. He's probably gonna actually get replaced after this year, to be honest. And but I like Melvin Gordon this week because the Carolina Panthers' run defense is just absolutely horrible. So. I think if he sees 15 touches, we could probably see a 20-point uh, fantasy game out of him. But the issue is there's really no in-between. He's either going to get you, like, five points or he's going to get you 20-plus. So, All right, so for the next game on the schedule is the Houston Texans-Chicago Bears. We saw last week the effect that Will Fuller had on our offense. We didn't really see the downfield vertical threat that they need. We did see Kiki Koti play pretty well, though, so that was good. Um Brandon Cooks kind of had a bad out, and he's questionable for tomorrow, too. So, I don't know. Again, the Bears have been kind of good against – we saw Matthew Stafford play really well against that secondary last week. So, does that carry over to this weekend? So, again, how confident are you in starting Deshaun Watson? I'm confident in starting Deshaun Watson, I think, against any team at this point. He's just proven he's a top, top five uh, fantasy quarterback. But – the thing that I'm more concerned about is who, if I were to start a receiver on the Texans, who would I start? I I really couldn't tell you. I, I don't trust any of them, but I, I would definitely start Deshaun Watson. And then for the Chicago side of the ball, I think Allen Robinson has a great matchup, but I think you're starting every week. I know Darnell Mooney was did not practice all week due to personal issues, but Matt Nagy did say he should be on track to play. Again, another f- late Flyer, if you really need someone to start in your lineup, you can start him. Is that vertical threat? But David Montgomery, he had the matchup last week and it paid off. He finished 27 fantasy points. So, Anthony, what will you do for an encore of this week? Um, I think we could see another big game out of Montgomery. I think he's better with Mitchell T under center, to be honest with you, because Mitchell T just is just better than Nick Foles. It's crazy to say, but um. The Houston Texans have been just abysmal against running backs all season. We saw Jonathan Taylor in like 22 points last week. We've seen plenty of huge performances, including that uh, Derrick Henry. He rushed for like 200 yards, 50 receiving yards, two touchdowns. Um, But I think Montgomery this week, I think he's a very safe play. I think there's no reason why he shouldn't earn like 15 points unless if the Bears somehow find a way to go down like 21 to zero in like the first quarter. So fire up Montgomery as a borderline uh, running back one this week. Thank you. People actually gave him respect now. I'm happy for that. He's good when he gets a good matchup, but when his matchups, it's not, it doesn't make a running back, Joe. You have to be good whenever you get started. All right, so next game, Cardinals at the Giants. Um, like I said, Daniel Jones is questionable to play. Uh, we're going to see Bradbury versus DeAndre Hopkins. We saw Bradbury do pretty well in DK last week, but DK still had a solid fantasy out. I think 14 fantasy points. We know Hopkins has been banged up over a couple weeks. And again, I'm not saying do not start DeAndre Hopkins. It's just a little skeptical. The same thing with Kyler Murray. I think Kyler Murray has been playing hurt. We haven't seen him rushing the ball. We seen Last week was probably the worst performance we've seen him from yet. Against the Rams, it was terrible. And as a Giants, we saw shut down the Seahawks offense. I'm not trying to be a biased Giants fan, but should you be nervous starting everybody in Arizona? Um, I think so. Uh, I also saw Kenyon Drake's questionable as well. 
So we have to keep that in mind. I just think Arizona, they've really lost their momentum from the beginning of the year. They they look like a lock for the playoffs, and now it's getting really uncertain. So I, I'm still starting um, DeAndre Hopkins. Um, the thing with Kyler Murray is that it really depends who your backup is. See, I'm giving him a go if your backup's like Baker Mayfield or someone like that. But I would say I'd probably still end up starting those guys regardless. I named three quarterbacks. I am starting over Kyle Murray, though, this week. I'm starting Tom Brady over him. I'm starting. I don't want. I'm starting Ryan Tannehill over him, no doubt. I would start Matthew Stafford over him. I'm starting Herbert over him. Well, I'm. Saying, I'm starting Taysom Hill over him. I'm saying if their backup's bad. All right. It's like I'm not starting right. Baker over him. I'm not starting Darnold over him. Yeah. I'm starting Roethlisberger over him. Uh, I mean, that's what it's going to come down to. But for the Giants, again, the Wayne train has been moving. We saw Cardinals get destroyed on the, on the ground last week. So, Anthony, is Wayne Gallman a top 12 running back this week and the rest of the season? Um, yeah, I believe so. I, I talked about it last week. I think he's just a very consistent running back, too. So, yeah, I definitely think you should really not hesitate to start Wayne going into these next matchups. They have the... Who do they have? The Cardinals, Browns, Ravens, uh, and Cowboys. Well, actually, Cowboys is like best. So the only team I'd really be concerned, I'd say, to start them against is the Ravens, who aren't even that good. We saw the New England Patriots a few weeks ago just run all over them. So, yeah, I, I, I really like Wayne. He's definitely like a floor guy who should get you like at least 12 points because of the volume he's been seeing. He's been seeing... I want to say, like, at least 15 carries over the stretch. And he's also probably going to get, like, two catches. So, yeah, that, I'm a fan of Wayne. And I know we got a little upset with Alfred Morris's rushing touchdown and receiving yes. touchdown next week. I know you probably punch in the air there, but I think you should find the end zone this week. No. So then, last 1 o'clock game, Dallas Cowboys, Cincinnati Bengals. Disgusting overall game. I'm probably not going to tune in to watch this game. But for what we saw last week against the Cowboys, this past Tuesday, Baltimore, again, destroying the Dallas. Their linebackers and D-line have not been good against the run all season. So does that have any flex appeal for Giovanni Bernard? We know Jonah Williams is also out, so that might affect the play too. I just I don't really think Giovanni Bernard holds too much value. Um, he's old. He's not great. He's running behind debatably the worst offensive line in the league. I mean, you saw what happened to Joe Burrow because of those bums, so... Get better, Joe. Um, I'm going to say if you're in a deeper league and you're in the playoffs, I'd put him at flex, but that's about it. I also want to address Amari Cooper. I don't know why ESPN keeps disrespecting him. He's projected 12.9 this week. I, I really think he's going to earn 16, 18 points. I think Amari Cooper's a must-start every single week. He's he's a wide, he's like a solidified wide receiver, too. I'm definitely starting him. And... I don't know, Zeke. Zeke's always questionable, but the Bengals are just a really bad team. So I, I think I'd probably feel comfortable starting a lot of people in the Cowboys offense this week. All right, and then for the Cowboys, I think Zeke's actually questionable to play. So if he's somehow ultimately ruled out, Tony Pollard is a star in every league, must start. Good job, Joe. All right, so next game, Colts-Raiders. An actually interesting game, actually a big game for playoff scenarios for both teams. Both are just trying to fight for to stay in the playoff race. 
And overall, I think it's going to be a fun game to watch. And the one question I like to bring up is Jonathan Taylor. We saw again last week he proved himself once again that he can be that starting running back in Indianapolis. So, Anthony, do you feel obligated to start Jonathan Taylor this week? I wouldn't say obligated, but I do like the play. Um, Jonathan Taylor, he should probably have another good week. I mean, the thing that kind of concerned me is I looked. He only had 13 carries. I kind of want a little more out of that, but... uh. It's probably like that's probably gonna be around a ceiling of carries because their coach I don't know his name he's always gonna give Wilkins a few carries and Hines is gonna get in in like the two minute situations but I don't feel obligated to start him but I wouldn't hesitate to put him whether it be at running back to or flex this week. Uh, also, Josh Jacobs is questionable but likely to play so I think no more Devontae Booker bust like last week. Darren Waller is a top two tight end. After his 40-point performance last week. And the receivers, I don't think we really need to touch on that because it's always, again, it's a it's like the Panthers receivers in the earlier season. It's just a coin flip. We're going to get the most targets and receptions this upcoming week. So I would stay away from the Raiders uh, receiving corps. Jets, Seahawks, um, you know who to start. Packers, Lions. <laughs> I'm sorry. I think that game is just a joke. I think you can start everybody in that game on Seattle side of the ball, especially Chris Carson. Like I said, everybody in the Seahawks side of the ball, not Ty Johnson. Frank Gore's playing. Oh, he is? Yeah, so whatever. <laughs> Green Bay at Detroit. I'm just going to let Joe talk about Green Bay. I'm not going to ask him a question. I'll let him get an Aaron Rodgers moment. Aaron Rodgers. Start him, please. Second best quarterback in the NFL and the second best fantasy quarterback this year. Um, I'm obviously you're playing Devontae Adams. I'm also playing Robert Tunyon this week. I think it's a favorable matchup. That Lions defense is pretty weak. And I think that's it actually. Just Rodgers, Adams, and Tunyon. For for the Packers and Jones, of course. But I'm not trusting Scanling and Lazard. I think you're missing a diamond in the rough in that offense in Green Bay. If Detroit, if Green Bay, you're not you. The other running back, Jamal Williams. Why? Because if Green Bay is up a lot this week, expect to see Jamal Williams get the bulger snaps. We know Aaron Jones has his fair share of injuries this season. They might not try and keep him healthy for the playoffs in a winnable game this upcoming matchup. So I want Anthony to agree with me. Do you think Jamal Williams is a diamond rough this week? And if what do you think about DeAndre Swift if he plays this week or any Detroit running back? Um, I'd need to know Swift's workload because I don't want that like weird situation where Adrian Peterson and Carryon Johnson are taking away like sixty percent of the snaps of him. But why are you saying that you think Jamal Williams is a diamond in the rough? It's a winnable game. Aaron Jones is hurt. You're gonna so I think just in the second half of the game it's gonna be twenty eight nothing Green Bay. They're just gonna put the backup running back in. I'm not saying you're starting, but I'm just saying. I mean, okay. I mean, yeah, if your team's shorthanded and, like, you kind of have, like, a borderline-ish, like, wide receiver two, wide receiver three at your flex, yeah, I wouldn't like, feel terrible putting uh, Jamal Williams in. Because, yeah, uh, if the game script gets, like, really out of hand early, we could definitely see some Jamal Williams. And then... Uh, for DeAndre Swift, I said, like, once again, like, it depends on the workload. I don't know if he's going to get a heavy workload. If he does, he's definitely a running back, too, with, like, a lot of upside. Next game, Chargers-Falcons. I know this is a mouth-watering matchup for Justin Herbert and the rest of receiving cores in Los Angeles. I just witnessed probably the most BS thing I've seen 
between Joe and Anthony of a dropping of Mike Williams so Anthony could pick him up. But, you know, I... No, no, I'm not going to give you the phone just yet. Okay, well, we're at the, the Rob, the fantasy cast. Um, but Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, all have great matchups. Hunter Henry, everybody in the Chargers side of the ball has good matchups. And we know Matt Ryan has not been playing well with Julio Jones not in the lineup. So Calvin Ridley, I think, is a must start. But again, Russell Gage is a sleeper whenever Julio Jones is out. So that's good. And I'll let Joe do his rant. Well, I was going to wait for the uh, when we were covering the Browns game for this to talk about... Uh, I know, but whatever. I wanted to talk about, you know, how Baker Mayfield's bad at football. I don't care about last week. We're not going over that. I just want to say how bad of a commissioner Robert Letwins is. Year after year, he gets screwed out of the playoffs. I went 7-6 and six and still didn't make the playoffs. I just want to think about that. I dropped Mike Williams because I wanted to move Antonio Gibson uh, off my IR because I think he's going to play next week. I'm trying to win the exhibition. I just want to say, Rob, you don't deserve to be a commissioner. You really screwed me out of the playoffs. I just want to tell everybody, I had Saquon Barkley and Odell Beckham Jr. on my team, and we still went 7-6, and six, somehow missed the playoffs. And I drafted Kenny Galladay, who I ended up trading, who's terrible. So, Rob, you don't deserve to be a commissioner. And he still plays Taysom Hill at tight end. <laughs> Can't, like I said, cheaters never won. Uh, what was I going to say? Uh, next game, 49ers. And the Washington football team, we saw the football team pull off a miraculous upset last week over the Pittsburgh Steelers. And San Fran kind of got blown out by Buffalo, so I'm kind of concerned as a Giants fan for that game. Antonio Gibson has been ruled out with a turf toe injury. So for J.D. McKissick, is he a must-start in lineups again this week? Uh, yes, he is a must-start in lineups this week. Um, he sees a heavy volume uh, from Alex Smith because, you know, Alex Smith really likes to check the ball down. So you're going to see at least five receptions out of him, bare minimum. He's going to get some carries, too. He might even be the goal line back. So, yeah, I think uh, if you have McKissick, you got to start him this week, especially against the uh, 49ers. His defense has actually not been very good this year. Yeah, 49ers definitely taking a step backwards from last year's Super Bowl run. But... This is, again, another crucial game for wild card, so I think both teams can step it up big time. I would be a little skeptical starting anybody in the 49ers besides Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel. Washington really did really well. I, can I explain? Thanks. Uh, Washington did really well against the run last week, and that's why I'm going to say I'd be never starting Raheem Mostert or, or anybody in that four-man backfield. And our last 4 o'clock game this week is the New Orleans State Philadelphia Eagles. Taysom Hill, I think, is a start. Alvin Kamara is a start. Michael Thomas is a start. Philly's been terrible against wide receiver ones. We started DK, go crazy. We started Devontae Adams, go crazy. So I think Michael Thomas is, a, is wide receiver one no matter what this week, maybe even a top five at that, uh, that position. But, but for Philly, Jalen Hurts is starting under center. So what does that mean for the production for the receivers? And is this finally what Miles Sanders needed to get back into his groove? I think the Saints have the best run defense in the league, so I'm actually scared of playing Miles Sanders this week. Also, there's so many options in Philly. Like, I don't even know which one to choose. Like, I, yeah, I would probably have to choose Jalen Rager out of everyone. Or, Goddard. or yeah, Goddard. Sorry, Goddard is probably a must start. Everyone else, I probably wouldn't start. We saw, you know, beginning of the year, first. I don't know, what was it, 10 weeks? Travis Fulgram would be great, and now he doesn't do anything. 
He did get hyped up too much. I ended up dropping him in my league. Yeah, James Bradbury clamped him. That's what ruined him. So, I don't know. I'm not really trusting anyone in that Philadelphia offense besides Goddard. You know, it would be cool. If this wasn't the fantasy football playoffs, I would say start Jalen Hurts just, just for see how good he is. But, no, it's the playoffs. So you can't do that. You don't go big. You don't win. Go big or go home. Maybe I'll play. It's playing for Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Like, that's going to ever happen. Well, I'm in the exhibition because of Rob, so. Okay, Joe's in the exhibition. He wants to prove proves the commissioner that he should be in the playoffs. And the Sunday night football game, a good one between Buffalo and Pittsburgh. I would have said last week you should be nervous on Josh Allen, but after how he dissected the 49ers defense, I think you should be starting with confidence, and especially Cole Beasley, and especially Stephon Diggs, because Joe Hayden's been ruled out, and the other guy, Stevie Nelson, is questionable to play. So those are two starting corners in Pittsburgh that can be out, and that means that's really good for Josh Allen. And for Pittsburgh... We saw, I don't know how many drop passes last week. We saw Claypool drop one, Deontay Johnson, Juju. But with James Conner back in the lineup, Anthony, are you rushing to put James Conner back in your lineup or are you waiting to see how he does one week? Uh, no, I'm not. I think James Conner is toast. And the, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to take the approach of letting Big Ben air it out. Oh. Actually, maybe after last week, they're going to try and run the ball a little more because that just was not a good strategy in what they did. But I do think – well, I would not start James Conner this week. I just don't think he's that good, to be honest. So, And then I know I'm going to apologize. I forgot everybody's favorite segment last week. Anthony's – is it FanDuel or DraftKings this week? DraftKings line. I forgot to do it last week. I apologize. I don't know if he sent it to any of you guys. But here it is. Um, all right. So at quarterback, we have Justin Herbert. At running back, one. We have J.D. McKissick. Um, then we have DeAndre Swift, which that's definitely subject to change right now. And then Keenan Allen, DJ Chark, Justin Jefferson, Evan Ingram, uh, Russell Gage Jr. with no Julio Jones. He's he's a pretty safe play. <laughs> and then the Giants defense. Uh, this definitely subject to change, though. So. I like the respect from the Giants defense, though. But remember, Darnay Holmes and Blake Martinez are questionable, but I don't think that matters that much. So I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. Tuesday aftermath again. I don't know what's going to be happening with me and Billy, but we should be with you Tuesday, both of us. And then good luck to everybody in round one of the playoffs. Hopefully no players let you down, and we'll be here to recap you Tuesday. Have a good week and enjoy some football.